politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. What a day of uh, reactions today to the leaked Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, there is a lot of meltdowns. A lot of meltdowns. And I got a lot for you today. I got a lot. Holy cow. But the big news, the Supreme Court confirms the authenticity of the draft opinion revealed last night. And the Chief Justice had ordered an investigation into the leak. So, that means that if nothing changes, Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Thank God. It's a horrible, horrible decision. Let's not kid ourselves. Unfortunately, abortion in America is not going to become illegal overnight. And probably in very few places, I should add. I mean, think about it. The, the outrage on the left right now is all about scaring people into believing that abortion is going to be illegal in America. It's not going to be illegal in America. It might be illegal or heavily restricted in some states, but it's going to be legal in more than half of the states. I mean, that's just the reality. Blue states are they're jumping all over themselves to tell everybody, oh, don't worry, in this state, in this state? Oh, yes, no, absolutely. It'll be legal. In fact, the governor of Illinois, he's saying that, that there'll be the Midwest, the Midwestern abortion state. Come have an abortion. Stay for, stay for the pizza. That's what they'll do. And that's what they're saying right now. And it's pretty amazing how much they are raising money off of this and everything else. So I guess, I guess the question really becomes, was this leak to generate enthusiasm for the midterms or to try to change a justice's mind? Maybe both, but here's one thing I do know. I do know that, that uh, this decision was going to be released in June or July and the base was going to go nuts then. The Democrat base was going to go nuts then. So if this was an orchestrated effort to try to release it a month early to affect midterms, that's just stupid. And I'm sorry I don't subscribe to that philosophy. Because you're not going to risk your job and your, and your, and your career and everything else to, ri- to leak this just to generate enthusiasm for midterms in May when the opinion would come out in June anyway. And midterms are until November. No, this is about trying to change the mind of a Supreme Court justice. The lefty law clerk who leaked this the lefty law clerk is absolutely an idealist somebody who is a diehard lefty believes roe v wade is the absolute sacrosanct ruling worships at the altar of it and the idea of it being overturned and the states having to make this decision it's just not something that this lefty law clerk can ever even contemplate with all their bumper stickers and all their causes and their hashtags and everything else. So I think that's what this was. I still, I still maintain that that's what this was. Look, nothing is really going to change here. Red states are going to make abortion illegal or possibly not even illegal, but just heavily regulated. Blue states are going to have up until, you know, five years old or whatever. The, the, they'll, they'll, the point is, it's not too much is going to change. In America, other than the people and the states are going to have once and for all a chance to actually fight this out, which we have not been given the opportunity to do since Roe v. Wade was handed down in the 1970s. That's just the reality. And so as somebody who is pro-life, I'm uh, cognizant of the fact that I live in New Jersey where the governor has already come out and said, oh, in this state, we're going to have abortion for as long as you possibly want it. And I'm realizing now it's going to be a big fight in Pennsylvania, Delaware, it's going to be legal. New York, it's going to be legal. Maybe Texas will ban it or maybe Texas will ban it after 15 weeks or something like like they've been, you know, the fetal heartbeat bill, for example. I imagine many red states will do that. A fetal heartbeat bill. I imagine something along those lines will come to pass. And blue states will 
be all in. They'll, they'll, they'll set up vacation packages. The governor of Illinois is literally saying, come here, stay here, get crappy Chicago pizza, and then go home. And companies are now saying they're going to pay travel expenses for their employees to come to those states and have the procedures done there. They can have abortions done and take paid time leave off, and the company will pay for it too. So really, the freak out on the left is, is much more about the fact that they're trying to freak voters out on the left, is what they're trying to do, freak everybody out. And they're lying by saying abortion will be illegal in the United States of America if Roe v. Wade is overturned. No, it won't. Abortion will not be illegal in the United States of America. It's possible it might be illegal in some states, although I don't even know if that's going to happen. But I know one thing, it's not going to be illegal in the United States of America. As much as pro-lifers wish it would be, it's not going to be. The only thing, the, the, the flip side of Roe is not, is not Roe struck down, abortion's illegal. It's Roe struck down, the states decide this. But you know that, you're a rational person. The electorate's stupid, and so the electorate might turn around and go, oh, well, you know what, hey, I guess, I guess it's a situation then when it must be now illegal. So uh, everybody's a criminal. And they'll raise money off of this. Wait till you hear America's mother-in-law, my Lotus, the mother-in-law of the United States of America, melting down over this. Melting down. She is fit to be tied. And it's faux outrage again. It's faux outrage is what it is. Because she knows damn well that in her state of Massachusetts, it's going to be incredibly legal, just like in California and every other blue state in the country. Hell, even, I mean, think about it. The states where abortion might be heavily regulated or illegal. There's a bunch of red states, but these are all the states where it's going to be legal. Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California, New Mexico, Colorado, Alaska, Kansas, Minnesota, Illinois, New York, Pennsylvania, possibly, Virginia, North Carolina, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland. Does that, Hawaii, does that sound to you like, a, like abortion's illegal in the United States of America? Does that sound like that to you? So then... What is, the, what is the histrionics about? What is all the gnashing of teeth about then? What it's all about is it's, it's exactly that. It's trying to scare voters. Now they have an issue to run on. But they'd have that issue anyway in June or July. I don't think this was leaked for that purpose. I, I, I still do not. I still think this was done by some absolute ideologue on the Supreme Court who works there, I mean, who was, who was trying to scare people and, and, and try to convince the justice to change his mind. That's absolutely what I think is happening here. No doubt about that. But think about this now. When you've got King Philip the Unaccountable making his declaration today, and this guy is, he wants to run for president, and he's going to run for president on this point. He will run for president of the United States on this. King Philip the Unaccountable scaring the bejesus out of people today and completely exaggerating. And think of the words they use, too. War. War. They get taken away after nearly 50 years. Yeah, I didn't see the article, Katie, but it's, uh, we all ought to be really, really concerned. War has been declared on the American woman. War has been declared on the sacrosanct decision that a woman makes only with her doctor about reproductive activity generally and abortion specifically. Uh, this, there's no question this goes through. The American woman has been weakened. We cannot let that stand as a nation. We must do everything we can to right this wrong. Governor Phil Murphy War of New Jersey. Governor, declared. thank you King very Philip much. And Democratic senators are weighing their neck. Now, re remember something now. First of all, what is a woman anyway? War has been declared in the American woman. See, that has a better ring to it than war has been declared in the American birthing person. I was saying this earlier today. Up until five minutes ago, we heard that it was birthing people. 
We heard that, that there was birthing people and birthing persons could get pregnant. We heard that over and over again. Now suddenly it's back to being a woman again, and now it's a war on women. You know why? Because war on women has a much better ring to it than war on birthing persons. Hashtag Republican war on birthing persons. It's just a lot of consonants and vowels and other letters. So war on women just sounds better. So now we're back to women. So that's the upside of this is that you're not going to hear much on birthing persons right now. You'll hear a lot about women. That's what you're going to hear about from now on. But think about it. Phil Murphy wants to be president. So what does he say? He jumps up and he screams and he yells war on women. And they love to say the W word war, right? Remember the whole thing about rhetoric and rhetoric's going to cause people to do things. Excuse me. Rhetoric is going to lead people to commit violence. Remember that whole thing? Remember that? I mean, that's a complete and utter lie. That once again, one of their long list of lies. One of those long list of lies that we heard over and over and over again from them that that words lead to violence and so we have to watch our tone. We've got to watch our tone and we can't say certain things because people might act and so please, but then the minute that they want to ratchet up words like war, oh, they'll do it in a heartbeat. They They don't hold back. You kidding me? Please. Please. And five minutes ago, we heard, forget your freedom and your liberty. Shut up and put a mask on. Shut up and get the vaccine. You heard that too. Now suddenly it's like, we're back to my body, my choice. So at least there's that. At least we got back going for us. We're back to my body, my choice again. So, so there you go. I mean, I guess you got to look for silver linings and everything. In terms of the war on language, we've lost birthing persons and uh, my body, my choice. We've restored my body, my choice in a matter of, uh, of weeks now. A minutes, actually, I should say. So there's that. We got to understand who this leaker is, too. We got to figure this out. We have to try to come to an understanding of this and what this means, because this leaker has endangered, without question, the integrity of the Supreme Court. Without question. And we've got to understand it. We've got to figure out who this person was, because this person, this lefty law clerk, has done a lot of great damage. A lot of great damage here. Uh, here's Joe Biden today uh, coming out, and he's saying, again, something stupid and, and uh, counter uh, intuitive, but um, don't hold back, Joe Biden. Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded that the, right, that the existence of a human life and being is the question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. Now, interestingly enough, you notice what Biden says to abort a child? A child. Now, that has that has a designation. Child, does it not? Which is personhood, which then confers rights and that sort of thing. Because the left has always said it was a clump of cells up until now. So Biden slips and says child, and people have said, mm-hmm, right? And then Biden goes down memory lane here. You remember the borking that he did to Justice Bork? The savaging that he did to Justice Bork, which... Of course, we hear about civility again with the Supreme Court confirmation hearings, and we heard about how Republicans were so mean to Justice uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson by daring to question her record as a judge in sentencing people over things like child sex trafficking and, and pedophilia and that sort of thing. But, and look, I mean, whether or not the Republicans went down that road or not, whether or not it was productive or, or it was just grandstanding, the point is that they focused on the record of Justice Brown-Jackson and they didn't focus on her as a person. 
Whereas when they went after Bork, they destroyed the man by creating this dystopian picture of America and what was going to happen. They, they Borked him. It's now a verb. Well, today Biden used the opportunity to go down memory lane. It's the main reason why I worked so hard to keep Robert Bork off the court. It reflects his view almost, almost worth, anyway. Look, the idea that concerns me a great deal that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose within the limits of a Supreme Court decision case, number one. But even more, equally as profound is the rationale used. But, and it would mean that every other decision relating to the notion of privacy is thrown into question. I, I, I realize this goes back a long way, but one of the debates I had with Robert Bork was whether whether uh, um, Griswold versus Connecticut should stand as law. The state of Connecticut said that the privacy of your bedroom, you, a husband and wife or a couple could not choose to use contraception. To use a contraception was a violation of the law. If the rationale of the decision as released were to be sustained, a whole range of rights are in question. A whole range of rights. And the idea we're letting the states make those decisions, localities make those decisions, would be a fundamental shift in what we've done. So it goes far beyond, in my view, if it becomes a law and if what is written is what remains. It goes far beyond the concern of whether or not there is the right to choose. It goes to other basic rights, the right to marry, the right to determine a whole range of things. Because one of the issues that this court, many of the members of the court, a number of the members of the court, have not acknowledged is that there is a right to privacy in our Constitution. I strongly believe there is. I think the decision in Griswold was, was correct overruling. I think the decision in Roe was correct because there's a right to privacy. There could be limitations on it, but it cannot be denied. Let's understand a couple things here. First of all, the fact that he's hearkening back to the good old days of when he borked Justice Robert Bork. People who are, who've, you know, they've lost a couple of brain cells. They, they do this. They go back. They jump back 40, 50, 60 years in the timeline. All of a sudden, like, well, Bork, we're, like, really? That's In 1992, Justice, I mean, um, uh, President Joe Biden, who was then a, a senator, 1982, proposed a constitutional amendment, actually, that would overturn Roe v. Wade and allow states to choose their own policies on abortion. Interesting, right? Very interesting. So what is he saying? He's trying to scare everybody that gay marriage is next. And this is another big fear factor that the left is doing. So let's think about this penumbra of privacy that the Supreme Court has outlined here. This idea that what happens in, in the bedroom is separate from the state. And they've used this for a number of decisions. And now everybody's freaking freaking out because they're going, well, they're going to undo it all. And they're going to they're going to they're going to go into the bedroom again. This is the classic lefty talking point. The decision on gay marriage that legalized gay marriage on a federal decision was a horribly worded decision. Even people that supported gay marriage, for example, thought that that ruling was absolutely awful, was just a terrible overreach, and it was nothing grounded in constitutional law. That said, we're not talking about gay marriage here. It's they're not connected. Every case has to be dealt with separately on its own merits but this is a little game the left likes to play and they love to play this game and that's what they do it's it's just it's again it's about fear again is what they do and they play this game over and over again 
I'll give you a great example of this. Unhinged Elizabeth Warren, America's mother-in-law. She's very angry today. Very angry. We've heard enough from the extremists. And she's like, and I know extremists because I am an extremist. Thank you very much. So I know one. Well, I mean, of course, obviously. Look, what can I tell you? I mean, th- this is this is the way it goes here. You know, this is this is how it is in in America today. Uh, this is a fight that the states are going to have. It's a fight that is absolutely going to be something that we just put out, no doubt. I mean, I, I don't mean put out like a put out a fire. I mean, put out there into the public debate, and that's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's okay. I mean, we should be having these debates on the state level. We should. We should. I, but again, I, I I think that once again, it's like we're we're dealing with a situation where people are freaking out without understanding what the Supreme Court is doing here. The, the, you you have to take a deep breath. I am pro life. I have two adopted children. I love my children and and our bio baby too. I love all three of them. Like it's my world. Every parent knows this. And you don't feel any different whether your child comes to you via via adoption or through the old birth canal. (laughs) I think the birth mothers are heroes. I really do. But I'm not going to kid myself and think that there's not going to be any abortions anymore once Roe v. Wade is overturned. My joy in this is the fact that it was a horrible decision decided by a court that decided to legislate from the bench. They created this this idea of this three trimester nonsense. They they made it up as they went along. It was based in the science, quote unquote, science of the 1970s. It's now 2022. Science has come a long way. Yet the party of science refuses to address changing science or babies that now at 20 years old, 20, 20 weeks old can can be can survive outside of the womb now given medical technology. The left acknowledges none of those things. But from just a purely constitutional perspective, the idea that, as Justice Alito points out, this is a moral question, and the Supreme Court does not have the authority to decide this question. Period. That's it. End of debate. End of story. Now go debate abortion in the state houses. Debate abortion in the halls of, of, of Congress. Debate abortion on the ballot. The Supreme Court does not have the authority to debate the morality of abortion. This is a moral question that Americans have to debate and answer for themselves as we self-govern. We self-govern. That's what we do in this country. And from that perspective, then, we have to handle tough things like, yes, like abortion. We got to deal with it and we have to we have to handle it on our own. But we can't punt it to nine people in black robes and go, actually, you take it. You figure this out. You do it. We're good. You take care of it. This is a hard one. You take it. This is a tough one. You got you. You you, you handle this for us. We're not children. We have to figure it out on our own. That's essentially what Alito is saying here. 
The Constitution doesn't give the Supreme Court the authority to make a decision in this case. It's a moral question with deep religious, philosophical, medical uh, concerns all, all around it. And you have to de- decide this. You have to debate this. If you care enough about the issue, you can run for office. You can get behind candidates who support your line of thinking on this question. But self-governance is about making tough choices on the issues that are, yeah, tough. (laughs) Go figure. That's what federalism is all about. And so if the states don't empower the federal government to handle it, then it's up to the states and the people, period. Look, the Tenth Amendment is very clear here. I read this a couple times on the show this morning, but let me do it again today. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Short answer, unless, because remember, we created the states. The states created the federal government. The states say to the federal government, listen, unless we've given you the power to do it or prohibited you from doing it, this is our, our thing. We got this. This is, we got this. The states have this. And that's true now as it was then. Roe took that away from us. See, as much as I I've, I said earlier that abortion is not going to be illegal in the United States of America, what Roe did was it took the ability for us to debate the issue and legislate on the issue accordingly away from us. It took it away from us by just legalizing it throughout America. But now the question, of course, is what does this mean for the elections? As Sid pointed out, he said the electorate's not very bright. Sometimes they hear sound bites, and are they just going to be looking at sound bites? And that's it. Is that the way it's going to be? I don't know. I hope not. But I do think this. Let's not discount how many pro-life voters there are out there. The country's about split on this, apparently. I don't know. They say more people want abortion to be legal in the first trimester, but everyone pretty much agrees that it shouldn't be after. I think there's a lot more people that think it should be illegal than speak their mind on the issue. Again, I think it's one of those areas of life where you're nervous to walk down the road. Well, first of all, as a man, up until five minutes ago, you were told that only a woman can decide this because unless you have birthing women's parts, then you you can't be allowed to have this conversation. Then they changed it to birthing persons to allow trans men in on the game. So when they did that, then all of a sudden now they threw that out the window. So their own idiotic logic just flies out the window there. Um, So for a lot of people, they kind of keep their mouth shut on it. Secondly, there's this whole notion from people that corporate America is all in on abortion rights, quote unquote abortion rights. They're not wrong. I mean, you see it. Amazon, other companies are saying, we got this. We'll pay for your your coverage of this. We'll we'll pay for your, your bills to travel out of state. So again, it comes down to the old classic case of being canceled. But when it comes down to it in, a, in, in the privacy of a, of a voting booth, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe people would be fine with abortion being illegal or at least heavily restricted in the first trimester. Maybe. But we won't know that until we actually have a debate. I know one thing, though. It's now going to change the dynamic in if, if this happens. It's going to change the dynamic in pretty much every state election we have. Think about that, because if you've got a race for governor in a state, suddenly now abortion matters. It used to be a whole thing where it doesn't matter. Don't even talk about it. Why are you bringing it up? The next time the race for New Jersey governor happens, abortion will be a legitimate issue for the governor's race of New Jersey. It's now going to be a legitimate issue for the race for governor of Pennsylvania. I mean, every conservative candidate running for governor is putting out a statement today saying that they they support life. So Josh Shapiro is all in saying Pennsylvania is going to be an abortion state. So you've now elevated this to the level of it being a state issue. 
And I think every election is going to feel the impact of that going forward. And then, of course, on the, on the Senate side, I mean, if, the, if they get rid of the filibuster and they're able to codify Roe into law on the federal level, which they want to do, that takes 60 votes to get rid of the filibuster or 50 votes. Would they, would they do it? Would they go along with it? Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema seem to be standing firm against that. So now this issue is going to be on the, on the U.S. Senate race, too. So I think all these things matter. I really, really do. And then, of course, there's just the sheer entertainment value of people just screaming and yelling and acting like the world is going to end now. That, to me, is kind of fun. <laughs> I kind of like that, actually. And from that perspective, I guess, I'll take, I'll take solace in that. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. All right, let me uh, also tell you about a story today that I read regarding the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. And the CDC, turns out, was spying on you and me. That's right, spying on all of us. Shocking, I know, right? The CDC tracked millions of phones to see if Americans followed lockdown orders. Did you? Did you follow the lockdown orders? Because if you didn't, the government knew. All, you're going to hear a lot about privacy in the next few days. And remember, all this is fear-mongering. It's like I was, I was hearing somebody bring up uh, contraception. Oh, I know it was Angela Mitchell. Angela Mitchell was bringing up contraception. She had John Meacham on, John Meacham, and she was very, very sad. Uh, let me, actually, let me play it for you, too, about that contraception was somehow going to become illegal. Here we go. John Meacham, when we think about other constitutional rights that have been conferred in recent decades, and that includes Republican decisions yeah. as well, the right to marriage, that the, the majority opinion was Justice Kennedy. Uh, the mentor, of course, of Justice Kavanaugh on this court. Um, what does this mean for the right to, to contraception? Because basically the privacy right undergirding Roe was Griswold in Connecticut. And that was the right to privacy. And then... And does anybody think contraception would become illegal in the United States of America in the year 2022? Does anybody think that? Does anybody believe that the right to privacy would become illegal? In the, United, the right to contraception would become illegal? <laughs> Who's going to run for governor? Oh, a serious candidate, anyway, on, on the platform of banning contraception and think they're going to get elected. Even if tomorrow they overturn Griswold v. Connecticut. Does anybody think a state's going to rush out? This is not the same thing as abortion, where you're killing, as people believe, a life. I happen to be one of those people, but... but Contraception, even if you do believe that contraception stops the creation of a life... I don't know how many people think it'd be political, politically savvy to go out there and, and argue that that's a, a really winning platform. I, I don't know many pro-lifers that are itching for that actually out there. In fact, a lot of pro-lifers encourage people to use contraception so they stop getting pregnant. But let, but you, this is not the first time the left has tried this little game. Do you remember? If you remember this, uh, George Stephanopoulos, the unbiased journalist, do you remember that debate that he moderated when Mitt Romney was running for president back in 2012? And out of the blue, out of nowhere, he asked Mitt Romney about banning contraception. Do you remember that? 2012, the unbiased journalist, George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> well, I have the audio for you in case you're interested in coming down this memory lane with me. Here we go. Governor Romney, I want to go straight to you. Senator Santorum has been very clear in his belief that the Supreme Court was wrong when it decided that a right to privacy was embedded in the Constitution. And following from that, he believes that states have the right to ban contraception. Now, I should add that he said he's not recommending that no, states said, do that. Well, well I'll, I'll be clear. Right? Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm giving you your due. We're talking about 10th Amendment and the right of states But I to do act. want to get to that core okay. question. Let, let me jump in here and, and, and answer for uh, Senator Santorum. Uh, what he was saying at the time was, 
What what they did in Griswold was, again, it was another area where they overreached on the 10th Amendment. If a state theoretically, philosophically wanted to ban something like contraception, they could, much like a state could theoretically ban something like, oh, I don't know, marijuana or um, tobacco, alcohol, any other thing that you theoretically used in your in your body. If you were looking from a strict 10th Amendment perspective. If a state wanted to ban uh, non-GMO foods or something, as uh, some of those wacky lefty states, or states want to ban things that are made with plastic, or states want to ban plastic bags, uh, under the strict interpretation of the 10th Amendment, they would have the right to do so. That's what Senator Santorum was saying at the time. Of course, the little game that Stephanopoulos is playing here is he's saying that the states have a right to do it, so then therefore that means that they would. So, Senator Romney. Would you do it? Governor Romney, do you believe that states have the right to ban contraception or is that trumped by a constitutional right to privacy? Uh, George, this is an unusual uh, topic that you're raising. States have a right to ban contraception. I can't imagine a state banning contraception. I I can't imagine the circumstances where a state would want to do so. And if I were uh, a governor of a state or a a legislator of a state, I would totally and completely oppose any effort to ban contraception. Uh, So you're asking, given the fact that there's no state that wants to do so, and I don't know of any candidate that wants to do so. You're asking, could it constitutionally be done? We can ask our constitutionalist here. I'm sure Congressman Paul okay, come, come on, come on back. asking you, do you believe that states have that right or not? George, I... I I don't know whether the state has a right to ban contraception. No state wants to. I mean, the idea of, of you putting forward things that states might want to do that no one state, no state wants well, to do wait. and asking me whether they could do it or not is kind of a silly thing, I think. Governor, my, you my, Governor, you went to Harvard Law School. You know very well this, this, this is has based Supreme on... Court, has the Supreme Court decided that the states do not have the right to provide uh, contraception? Yes, I, they have. Oh, if, I, look, in 1965, I in, Griswold the, v. Connecticut. I believe in the, that the law of the land is as spoken by the Supreme Court and that if we disagree with the Supreme Court, and occasionally I do, then we have a process under the Constitution. Now, once again, Romney flubbed this answer like he flubbed so many other things. The correct answer to George Stephanopoulos in that moment would have been, hey, George, stop trying to scare people. We know what you're doing right now. We know we all see the game you're playing. This, of course, is why Romney lost, because he was weak. Because he was weak. He plays the game. And then what happens? Republicans look mealy mouth and, well, I, I mean, who wants to ban contraception, George? And, just turn around and go, you know what? Enough. All right. Nobody's talking about doing it. Move on. All right. Let's talk about the issues that actually, but he can't. He wants to be so nice and likable with that hair. That's the truth. And it's why he would go on to lose a general election. You know what I know. We're just listening to this. It's painful listening to this answer. But notice how Stephanopoulos doesn't give up to change that decision and it's it's known as the amendment process and and where we have for instance right now we're, we're having issues that relate to same-sex marriage my view is we should have a federal amendment of the constitution defining marriage as a relationship between a man and a woman uh, but i know of, of no reason to talk about but, contraceptions but contraception you accept the supreme regard. court decision finding a right to privacy in the constitution i, I don't believe they decided that uh, that correctly in my view roe v wade was improperly decided it was based upon that same principle and that in, in my view if if we had justices like Roberts, Alito, Thomas, and Scalia, and more justices like that, they might well decide to return this issue to states as opposed to saying it's in the federal constitution. And by the way, if the people say it should be in the federal constitution, then instead of having... Unle- All right, so anyway, so uh, 
That's that's the thing. Now, let's say the Supreme Court were to overrule Griswold v. Connecticut tomorrow. Uh, then, yeah, the states would have to decide if they want to ban contraception in their state. But th- this is this is the game the left plays. It's the absolute fear factor game. And they want that because they want women who might lean pro-life to think, yeah, but you know what? This seems really extreme to me because then I won't even be able to have birth control anymore. That's how far they're going. The Babylon Bee had a great line today that women were lining up outside the United States Supreme Court to pick up their Handmaid's Tale outfits. (laughs) Again, it's the histrionics of it. All the Supreme Court is going to do, if if this Alito decision stands, is, uh, remember, I still believe that the goal here is to get Justice Kavanaugh, and you heard Andrea Mitchell say Justice Kavanaugh's mentor was Justice, uh, what's his name, who retired, Kennedy. I still think this is trying to influence him. I think it's it's a pressure campaign, and you're about to see the tolerant left lose their freaking mind. I say tolerant in air quotes, of course. And I still think it's to try to get him to change his mind. But Stephanopoulos wasn't done, by the way. He wasn't done in going after Romney and trying to scare people with Republicans taking away the right to people to have sex in their own homes. Should that be done in this case? Pardon? Should that be done in this case? Should this be done in this case to allow states to ban contraception? No, states don't want to ban contraception. So why would we why would we try and put it in the Constitution? I, my, with regards to gay marriage, I told you that's what I would amend, amend the Constitution. Contraception, it's working just fine. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Governor George, I, I understand that, but you're still you're, you've given two answers to the question. Do you believe that the Supreme Court should overturn it or not? Do, do I believe the Supreme Court should overturn? Do I believe Supreme Court should overturn Roe v. Wade? Yes, I do. Governor Romney. The unbiased journalist, George Stephanopoulos. You see why I call him the unbiased journalist, don't you? You you get that, don't you? Obviously, I know you do, but... Actually, what happened is after that uh, that night, he would uh, uh, die a very untimely death. He was mauled by a Cheshire cat in an alley walking home. The George Stephanopoulos you see on ABC News every day, totally different guy, completely different guy than that clear political hack... George Stephanopoulos, unbelievable. Not, not, not giving it up, right? Hey, listen, I, what can I tell you? I mean, I, I, love the, I love the joy in all of this. Oh, speaking of joy, Joy Reid, do you know the media is 12 times more likely to use Democrats' don't say gay label for the new Florida law? Demo- Democrats and liberals are 12 times more likely to use that, that phrase of don't say gay. Um, they'll use it over and over again, even though that's the parental rights and education bill. But but phrasing matters. And they're going to scare people now that and I've heard this today. I heard this today already. Gay people are going to be illegal in Florida. Do you imagine if people were illegal, like gay people were illegal? First of all, do you know how much money coffee shops would lose in Disney World? It's no, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm serious here. If gay people were illegal. Actually, they'd probably make a lot of money because they would all have their their hashtags and their campaigns and their shirts, I would imagine. But just think of the absurdity of making gay people illegal. But I've heard that fear today, too. We're going. Let me be the first to say I don't want gay people to be illegal. Can I just go on record and say that I don't want any person to be illegal who's an American citizen. Now, now, if somebody comes over the border and happens to be gay and and they're an illegal immigrant, gay or straight, then they're not. Then that's illegal. But 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 an American citizen who is gay, I don't want that person becoming illegal. Let me just make that point for the record. But here's the media freaking out about this. Here we go. One more question for you uh, about Florida mm-hmm. and the the don't say gay bill. The company not getting behind 
the don't say gay legislation even before it was enacted. Revenge and punishment for opposing the don't say gay bill. Punishment essentially because of the don't say gay bill. Uh, Because, you know, when you talk about the don't say gay legislation of Florida. Leading to the don't say gay bill. Ron DeSantis' press secretary has, you know, said that anyone who criticizes the don't say gay bill in Florida is actually a groomer. Disney didn't impede DeSantis' ability to pass the don't say gay law that he wanted to pass. What many people are very, very against in terms of the don't say gay bill. So the don't say gay bill. If you can't say it, how come all these people are saying it? All right, I got to move on here. You get the point. And this goes on for another 30 seconds of uh, great work by the Media Research Center for putting this together. You want to talk about privacy? How about the government destroying your privacy in this fashion here? The CDC tracked millions of people who violated COVID protocols. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention bought access to location data harvested from tens of millions of phones in the United States to perform analysis of compliance with curfews, track patterns of people visiting K-12 schools, and specifically monitor the effectiveness of policy in the Navajo Nation, according to CDC documents obtained by Motherboard. The documents also show that although the CDC used COVID-19 as a reason to buy access to the data more quickly it intended to use it for more general cdc specifications location data is information on a device's location source from the phone which can then show where a person lives works and where they went the sort of data the cdc bought was aggregated meaning it was designed to follow trends that emerge from the movement of groups of people but researchers have repeatedly raised concerns with how location data can be you know made not anonymous and used to track specific people That's a word right there. I think people that can't say that word should be illegal. I'll tell you more about this tomorrow on the show. But basically, the bottom line is this. The CDC, once again, violating our privacy and spying on all of us. Spying on all of us, as they often always do. And, you know, it's something to me when I think about it, too. The absolute ability of this government to turn around and violate our actual privacy. And I'm not talking about the concept, the contraception kind. I'm talking about the kind where, you know, the FBI and the NSA and the CDC and the uh, FDA and the CIA aren't monitoring us and listening to our conversations and tracking us and always looking for the next MAGA terrorist. These frauds, these, these frauds violate our privacy every day in the country. And now we're supposed to shudder at the idea that privacy is now suddenly going to be threatened if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Please give me a break. This is such a blatant fear mongering lie from these people. Here is Senator Chuck Schumer as I end the podcast today. Patrick Scott, yes, another baseball game. Court packing is on the table if Democrats given, win. Given that the conservative court majority is likely to be around for a while. Do Democrats need to look more seriously at court expansion? Look, the bottom line is our first step is to have the vote that we're going to have next week. And um, the bottom line is that uh, we're going to look to these elections in November. And I think it's going to the American people are going to speak loudly and clearly that we need some change. There you go. Court packing is on the table if Democrats win. Where is Count Grant Sangelis Spartacus Booker and the Tears of Rage Band? Is that coming out today? Here's little Dick Durbin about what Republicans think they want the elections to be about as he mocks, oh, inflation. The election in this November is going to be a referendum on privacy and your rights to freedom as an American. They don't want to make that the case. They want it to be, oh, it's inflation. It's something at the border. No. No, no. We're going to scare you about privacy and contraception. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it.